show, Shapeshifters. So tonight's Shapeshifter was an ace on the tennis court and now he manages other people's money for a living. His name is Motobi Sisedi. In the 1980s, you were South African... I suppose you were black champion because you, be, you couldn't play against white people in the 1980s, or could you? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I was national black uh, champion, junior champion. Was that the uh, era of Kevin Curran or was it the era of Wayne Ferreira? Wayne Ferreira era. I'm much younger than Kevin Curran. Oh, no, obviously credit. you are. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to place it. Um, did you ever play Wayne Ferreira? Uh, we actually played at Ellis Park because he used to play Southern Transvaal. Uh, we used to play together there, yes. Did you beat him? Uh, we actually never played together. Oh, you never played against each other? We never played against each other, but we're in the same squad. Okay. Yeah. You never played him? Not even in a friendly? Uh, not even in a friendly. Would you have beaten him? Uh, I guess I could have. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, you, you, you Soweto born and bred? Soweto born and bred, yeah. And, in Rockville. And, and how, does a, how does a young black guy in Soweto first get into ballroom dancing, which you were, 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 were pretty good at and you're mm. fast on your feet. And so mm. you then picked up a racket and worked out that you get your feet and your hands to work with your head at the same time and took yeah. up tennis. How did that happen? It, it is, um, I like to speak about foundations. It just, uh, you grow up within a particular context. Uh, my family, very important. My parents, very important. What did they do? Uh, um, my dad uh, did various things. Uh, he was employed as a clerk, uh, but he also used to run his, his own businesses. So he taught me a lot of things. But he also was a sportsman and was involved in sports administration. He did boxing, soccer, mm-hmm. was with the London Pirates. Uh, he played tennis. So the tennis influence came from okay. my dad. So that, that's where that came from. Um, but there's also uh, the community influence. Uh, growing up in Rockville, uh, organized around youth clubs, a uh, youth club led by uh, a lady, Stella Negati. Uh, she exposed us to a range of things. And ballroom and Latin American dancing uh, was one of the things. Um, so fantastic. So we started off doing Latin and, 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 and ballroom, ballroom dancing. And then later on, uh, my dad moved me to tennis. Um, were you any good at dancing? I was excellent. You must see my trophies. <laughs> you must see my trophies. You got trophies. I've got trophies to show for this. Uh, would you would you participate in what Dancing with the Stars and these dreadful reality shows that go you'd have around? to pay me a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> but, but did you still go for a dance? Uh, Is this, do you do it for fun? Uh, we entertain a lot at home. My wife and I, Petra. Uh, yeah, we get around to dancing a little bit. It's not so much going out, but doing it at home. Okay. Yeah. So you don't like to show your you don't like to show off your your groovy moves. Uh, no, apparently I like to show off. My wife complains that I show <laughs> too much. It just... That's why she keeps you at home. Um, tennis, um, it's the era of Bjorn Borg. It's the era of John McEnroe. You once wrote to John McEnroe and he wrote back. And how do you know this? Hey, we, we know stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always had a global aspiration. I've, I've, I've never thought in, just in, in a South African context. I've always thought in a, uh, thought about stuff in a, in, in a global sense. Uh, so writing to John McEnroe was really just, uh, I guess, an expression of that. Um, what did you say? T- I'm, I'm a young black guy from Soweto and I'm quite good at tennis. Uh, and I love what you do on the court. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, can we yeah. be friends? Uh, and he wrote back. Uh, I still have the I still have the note. I can't quite remember what he what, what he what he said in the in, in the. With the swear card. words in it, no. 
Because he was swearing quite a lot at the time. No, that's a public version of John McEnroe that okay. you know. <laughs> On the card, there was a special message oh, nice. uh, yeah. just for me. Um, but, but did so, you Was professional tennis something that you could have considered back then? Yes. Uh, I was very close to doing that. Uh, I was unlucky uh, at the time, given the context. Probably born a little too early. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I still get around to playing. It's 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 not as easy. I'm I'm a little older uh, than those days, but yes, it was definitely a a, a career option. It was it was yeah, before sport was really professional in South Africa. But you must have did you get sponsorships? Um, I was very lucky that way. As 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 a twelve year old. Uh, I probably was, I don't like the first black syndrome story, mm-hmm. but uh, I will share this. Uh, I had an Adidas sponsorship. Uh, you probably have interacted with Tanya Harford. Yes. Uh, Tanya, she does walk the talk and she, 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 walk the talk. she organizes, she, she is an organizer par excellence. Was she involved in that? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, it's a gentleman called Nick Lenham. He was okay. responsible for sponsorships at Adidas. He gave me my first break there. So I had a really... Uh, wonderful sponsorship and relationship with Adidas. Uh, Tanya uh, was with another company that used to market uh, Nike and Wilson. Uh, So she also helped out quite a bit. Last year, I went out on a a gratitude drive, just recognize all the people that have played a part in my life. Um, And of course, tennis is important in my life. So I looked up Nick. I looked for him. Uh, You know, I am 40 plus now. This is from many years ago. So reach out, do my research, go find Nick, go find Tanya. Uh, we had a very interesting conversations. So just uh, Nick Lanham, you can imagine way back then in the 80s, uh, him sponsoring uh, a, a black kid in Soweto. So I call him and it's like, okay, is this, is this, is this, is this my Toby? Is this, is this, my yes, Toby? Yes, is this my Toby? Yes, it's like, but my tennis player, we're going to do great things. It's like, my God, where do you find me? So uh, we then got together, uh, had lunch, uh, and we cried together. It was amazing. You like uh, crying? Uh, I cried today. Uh, I told you <laughs> earlier on. It just um, you started running the promotion uh, yesterday that you're yeah. going to have Matobi on radio, and my phone was going mad. Um, it was going mad. It's been going mad the entire yeah. day today. Um, my mother called me to say, um, you know, the community's up in arms. Uh, Toby's on t- is, is, is on is on is on seven o two. This is a big deal. It's just you know it's, it's on the money show and it's just, and she was saying all of these things and it just, uh, it just oh, so as I drove from the airport <laughs> I I bought that property to my meeting. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been it's been wonderful that way. Tell me, uh, tell me, you said something interesting earlier. You mm. said last year you went on a gratitude drive. What's a gratitude mm. drive? A, a gratitude drive is is basically recognizing the people that have played a part in my life. Um, what's, a, what's, um, a, what's a gratitude drive involved? It sounds like a very healthy thing. It's an important thing. It's an important thing. I, um, I am out of a community. I'm raised by the community. As I said, for instance, Stella Negati, who used to run mm-hmm. the youth club where we learned all of these wonderful things, including uh, dancing, um, uh, tennis, Mikan Tlapo, Victor Badi, um, there are various people that have played a part. The bursaries that I that I that I that I got to get me educated, the scholarships that I got, um, those are all community efforts, uh, and it's important to recognise 
the value that that's created yeah. in your life. Uh, so, you know, my firm is now 10 years old. So just prior to that, reflecting on actually uh, it could have gone wrong in so many spaces uh, or at different times, but it didn't. Uh, the reason I stand is as a result of a number of different people at different stages in my life. Um, my parents were very critical. I had to do something for. Uh, I had to do something for. Uh, for my mother, uh, my dad introduced me to tennis. And the year when I thought that I could uh, take him to Wimbledon, I then I appreciated why. When you look at finals day Wimbledon, seventy uh, percent of the crowd is is grown up. Uh, they're mature. Uh, the reason that is the case, people have had to save to be there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you don't just say. What well, was the, the centre court ticket cost? Probably ten thousand pounds or something stupid. I mean, it's no, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it's big money. I didn't do it, and then my dad died, and I was, and I was always very unhappy about Mixed, that. Yeah. So uh, I needed to do something, uh, and my mother, um, my mother, very important to me. Uh, the things that she's taught me uh, and hopefully we get to speak about that a little later so i took my mother on on a trip uh we went to europe she'd never been to europe uh we traveled around um what it did for my mother who i love dearly uh i got her to take a friend with her because um my dad wasn't around right um my mother came back uh my mother is 78 she has a facebook account uh, my mother talks about data bundles. My mother is just, she's just... She's groovy. She's connected, <laughs> right? It's just... Uh, and, 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 and that's very important. I think, uh, I think giving back is very critical um, and being mindful of that. So that's what the drive for me has been about here. Yeah? Well, Tobi Sissetti is our shapeshifter this evening. He's the founder of Argon Asset Management, uh, champion tennis player in his day. Tato, you know the family. Do you, Tato and Houghton, this evening? I definitely know Tobi. Uh, Tobi comes from a good home. He comes from a good family. And I think that has been really the epicenter, the stronghold, of, of his of his makeup, um, and we're truly proud. I mean, I come from Rosie Lazo. We're very proud of Toby and and his achievements. So let me just say hi to him on my behalf. Sir. There we go. Tato and Houghton, thanks very much. Lots of people saying, uh, somebody called Public Health on Twitter saying he was my junior Catholic school in Deep Cliff. It's a proud moment to know him. So it's from Mizo uh, uh, as well. So people come, come out of the woodwork at a time like this. You mentioned your mum and so many people, so many shapeshifters come in and mum is the center of the universe in many cases. Mm. Um, my dad, I'll, let me start there. Uh, my, my dad gave me the dream. Um, he taught me how to think large. Mm. Um, my mother gave me my confidence. Um, I, I always think about me as a as a little boy starting school in 1976. Uh, I was a lot thinner than I am now. So uh, wait till 1976 you start school. That's an auspicious year to start. Yes. Yeah, I started school then. Uh, my ears were sticking out. My head a little overgrown. Um, uh, and uh, it always felt like somebody was teasing me. I don't mm. know. Maybe somebody did tease me and, and make the Jomasana reference, right? <laughs> uh, you get, when, but you get ma- complexes that way, yeah. <laughs> you, you get complexes that way. And this was my mother's response. My mother was, um, she says to me, um, you know, for my first son, what I wanted, what I asked my Lord for, 
and he's never disappointed me. I asked for uh, a beautiful boy with big ears because they're a sign of high intelligence uh, and a head that's slightly overgrown, uh, oh, that's overgrown, uh, a little more overgrown than what you have now. And that kind of dealt with my issues, uh, you know, very early on. And she's always told me everything happens for a reason and that I was going to be a champion. Uh, and that's, that's my foundation. You are an economist by training. What got you into economics? Um, it was actually my mother again. <laughs> She's pushy. It's the mother of yours. <laughs> there are a whole host of strong women uh, in my in my upbringing uh, to this day. I, I also am married to a very strong woman who uh, has called Petra. <laughs> yes. He's called to make sure uh, that I'm on time for this interview. Um, I was actually meant to study medicine. Uh, it didn't happen. So uh, registering for an economics degree was my mother's idea. She says, okay, while you're waiting for this UK medical scholarship to happen, why don't you register for something you will never do or you have never contemplated? So go sign up for something you are going to do just for a year. And, and that's what I did. So pull together a, a range of subjects uh, of things that are not interesting to me. Uh, and that's how I came across economics and I fell in love with it. So economics and then into asset management. I mean, that's also, it's, it's a, I suppose it's all finance, but economics and asset management are different disciplines. Uh, not, not necessarily. Mm. Uh, you invest money into an environment, right? Yeah. So you need to understand the macroeconomic picture, the macroeconomic picture. Uh, companies operate in a context. Uh, so you always need economic input. Okay. How much money you um, of other people's? How much of other people's money are you managing today? Uh, it's nearly thirty billion now. Where does that money come from? It's institutions. It's institutions. Our focus for the first ten years. We're now ten years old. Uh-huh. That's how long we've been running. Uh, Touchwood. Um, our focus has been on the institutions. So pension funds, um, medical scheme reserves, insurance assets. Um, that's the space we focus on. Uh, we're not going to make a drive into into the retail space, um, and that's exciting, uh, but also very very daunting. It is daunting because it, mm. there's a lot more work um, involved in dealing with individual clients than there is dealing with trustees of pension funds or with with fund managers. Not true. If if you think about how, uh, okay, this is how I think about it. There's there's established money. Uh, if you go out into the established space, you're basically going to try and execute a substitution strategy. There are established managers servicing uh, that market segment, or you think about the emerging market space. That's very interesting for me, the emerging market space. But how have black people generally uh, or historically consumed investment product? Uh, It's always been when the insurance salesman comes around to sell you an insurance policy, a death policy, or funeral funeral, funeral policy. More funeral policy. Uh, Once they've finished that, they then say, do you want to think about an endowment? And generally, it's always been through right the insurance firms. Sure, uh, insurance is a gradual purchase, right? So, um, so to move mindsets away from investing or saving uh, from the gradual package to actually uh, the greatest empowerment anybody can ever have could yeah. ever have. That's an interesting conversation. I've just come back now, actually, to my meeting now, uh, meeting with our strategic. Uh, um, uh, brand uh, and creative agency, Bamboo Network, who are doing really great work yeah. for us. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, a group of young, dynamic um, uh, black people who 
uh, on the pulse. I'm, okay. I'm really excited about um, that. Yeah. You, you talk so mm. much. We need mm. to wrap up, unfortunately. <laughs> but mm. you, you talk so much about the role that other people have played in your life mm. um, and how much people have done for you in getting you to the stage that you're mm. at. Yeah. I mean, how do you see the, the importance, the, the job of role models? Do you regard yourself as a role model? I, I definitely regard myself as a role model. Um, as I said, the amount of calls, um, mm. I don't know whether this was offline or online, the number of calls and, and emails and interactions that I've been getting just about this 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 particular interaction are uh, very encouraging and talking to that role model uh, to that role model element. Uh, we do our bit uh, as 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 Argon Asset Management. Just from a point of view of creating opportunities, we need to be creating uh, building capacity, particularly in the black space. Uh, investment investment management professionals. Uh, so creating opportunities is very important. But creating opportunities for people to learn. Uh, a number of us benefited from bursaries and scholarships. Yeah. So advancing similar opportunities is very important. Ultimately, our success as a nation rests on us uh, creating education opportunities and building skills. Um, you know, you, you don't want to have... Um, um, okay, I, I will not go there. But no, go the, there. Go there. I want to, I want you to go there. I don't know where you were going, but I want you to go there. You don't okay. want to have no, no, no. The, the key thing is uh, when you think about unit labor costs uh, and, yeah. and and productivity. That's important. Productivity for us sure. or for me really is about uh, the technical know-how. Can we get to a position where we're addressing the skills the skills deficit? Um, How so scared we, are you we, about we, South Africa's future? Uh, I am hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think. Yeah, what, if you're drowning, you're hopeful that somebody's going to throw you a rubber ring. It may or may not come. You may still mm. drown. Mm. Uh, hopeful is a cop out. How scared are you about the future? Uh, it look when you when you when you pick up the newspaper, um, there's a lot that you should be concerned about at that at that at that point uh, at that point. Uh, but when you look at the investment landscape where we operate, uh, there are two levels. That landscape, uh, you're basically investing for the longer term. Uh, and that's important because there are noises in the environment, sure. so you can ride those out. Uh, but uh, at a different level, uh, the types of conversations uh, we have and the types of interactions we have, uh, for instance, I told you about Bamboo Network, yeah. a group of young people who, uh, who are doing really fantastic work. There are a whole host of little firms like that. that, uh, that You're preparing to ride out a storm, are you? Yeah. There we go. We'll have to leave it there. Motobi Sissetti, okay. he is the chief executive of Argon Asset Management, one time almost a professional tennis player. He could have become a ballroom dancer if he'd chosen, but he didn't. He nearly became a doctor, but he didn't. He studied economics instead, and as a result, today manages 30 billion rands worth of institutional money on behalf of South Africans in the South African environment. Motobi Sissetti, CEO of Argon Asset Management.